It might be surprising, but sex is not necessarily intimacy. And we're going to explain more on today's episode. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley and his wife Erin, and they lead the Focus on the Family Marriage team. And let's go ahead and start with a conversation Focus President Jim Daly and I had with Dr. Julie Slattery. Uh, She is pretty much an expert on uh, intimacy in marriage, and we talked with Julie about what it means to experience real intimacy in marriage. I was intrigued by something else you mentioned in the book, uh, that for many couples, sex is nothing more than a what you called a sanctified hookup. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You describe what you meant there and how Christian couples may be missing mm. the greater value if it's just a physical thing. Yeah. Boy, I think this is true of a lot of couples. Uh, because if you even think of the paradigm that we we enter into marriage with, it's, I have these lusts, I have these passions, finally I have a place to channel them. God has given me a husband or a wife. And so it becomes about our bodies having a physical exchange that we negotiate and we're checking the box. And this is why compatibility feels like it has so much pressure in the average marriage. Mm. I got married to have these needs met, therefore I, I expect that they be met. And we're just connecting physically without realizing that that's not intimacy. That's right. just being sexually active. Sometimes, and I think this is really common, particularly when there's been pornography involved, you're physically connecting with your spouse, but your mind and your heart are not even there. Yeah. You have your thoughts, your spouse has their thoughts, you don't know how to talk, you're not sharing the journey. And this is where I say you might be technically following the rules, but you're not working towards what God intended your sex life to be, because he created it for intimacy. Julie, um, keeping with this pillar of intimate knowing, and again, we just covered faithfulness. This is number two, intimate knowing. You mentioned dry seasons in a marriage where you may go for a period of time with no physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. Now, I've often thought that's not healthy. You're saying, eh, could be good for you. Hmm. Okay, so go ahead and tell me. <laughs> well, it depends on why. Okay. Um, so when a couple is just drifting away and there's no sexual activity, there's no movement towards that, I'd say that's a bad thing. Uh, there are seasons, certainly, when you might be going through stress or grief where you, you just don't have the time and energy. Yes, there are seasons, but those should not be long seasons. And a key to that is talking about it right. so that it's not misinterpreted by right. the spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, that, hey, I'm just, I got a lot of stress. I'm just not there right now. Give me a few days here. Right. Something like that, right? But when they don't talk about it, right. whew, that could be really dangerous. Sure. But what I mean by this is that for most couples, they think about how often we're having sex. So we haven't had sex in six months or three weeks. It's that conversation of the activity. Are we checking a box? And that's all they think to ask about. But what scripture is really calling us to is a continual pursuit of sexual intimacy. Hmm. And there are seasons where even in order to build intimacy, you have to let go of some of the activity. Now, what do I mean by this? Let me give you an example. Let's say you have a woman who has experienced significant trauma in her past. And so she gets married and sex, the, the act of intercourse is triggering for her. But she keeps saying, this is important, so I'm going to make sure we have sex. But every time they have sex, she feels 
in some ways objectified. She mm-hmm. might feel re-traumatized, and her husband loves her and can't figure out why she can't enjoy this. Well, there's deep woundedness that doesn't go away because you get married. And so then what happens is there's this deep conflict where they don't know how to talk through these, these issues. He feels rejected. She feels bad. A couple like that might need to say, hey, let's, let's get a time out and get some help and really look at how trauma from the past is interfering with us building intimacy. Because God's design is for mutual pleasure. It's for sharing. It's for communication. And this couple is stuck. And so sometimes they can be so focused on we have to have sex once a week or three times a week that they're actually working against building intimacies against healing, against communication, against freedom. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean by there are seasons where it can be healthy to not focus on the activity, but instead, and this is key, instead to focus on building intimacy. I I think that's also the case when there's been a pornography addiction or a betrayal. In order to really build intimacy, you have to address that. You can't just say, well, let's forget it happened. You have to go to the wounds. You have to go to the breach of trust and rebuild it before you can really engage. You know, Julie, as you've worked with couples, though, um, you know, and again, just my experience here at Focus, how many couples as a percentage do you think are truly equipped to have these kind of really good conversations rather than surrender to the emotional corners and just never cover it? Mm-hmm. year after year after year, and they just stay in this unhealthy place. What's that percentage that are really yeah. equipped to have those? 10%, 15%? Yeah. Boy, I don't it's re- not big. I don't know, but yeah. I can tell you if you're listening to this conversation, you are now equipped because you have resources. Right. And that's what God wants us to have is, hey, in in my word, through teaching from my word, through biblical counseling like Focus provides, you can be equipped. And there are couples who have just neglected this area of their lives for decades. Today is the day to say, Satan doesn't get to reign here anymore. Yeah, We're inviting God. Well, Greg, we had the privilege of having Julie here on staff for a number of years. She has such a great heart for couples. Um, What are some of the questions that we can ask each other um, in this area so we can really determine if we're helping meet each other's needs. Yeah. Ephesians 5.29, fantastic verse written towards husbands, but I think it, it really applies, John, to what you're asking. And it says, um, no one hates his own body, but cherishes it, nourishes it, just as Christ loves the church. So it's saying basically how Christ loves his bride, the church, is that he cherishes her and then he nourishes her. So I think what we're looking for are questions to really unpack things like, Aaron, how do I really nourish you? And and this idea of nourishing, I I love that as a word because it means to tend to, Mm. to help grow. And so I'm thinking about what are some questions I can be asking Aaron that's not only going to help her grow, I'm tending to her, helping her feel loved. So things like Aaron and I use not so much a question, but we we invite each other to answer a statement. And the statement is, I feel loved when you fill in the blank. Hmm. And it's such an easy thing. We do this on drives. You know, we do this on walks. And so it's just a really simple way of going, hey, Aaron, what is it that when I do it helps you to feel loved? And she'll say things like, you know, I love it when you listen to me. I love it when you validate. I love it when you 
whatever, you know, do the dishes, put them in the dishwasher, unload the, all those kinds of things. Those are the lists that I'm really wanting to pay attention to because I know that that's nourishing to her, that, that that's how I'm tending to her, helping her grow. And so things like, you know, even we had a great question the other day that we just stumbled into and it was, um, what does comfort look like when you're hurting? Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know if I've ever asked Aaron that question before, and it was really good to hear her respond in ways that I was like, yeah, that, that wouldn't have been my go-to, yeah. but to really understand what that looked like for her. So I think anything you could even ask, you know, what, what would, what would be a good question that I could routinely ask you to help you feel loved or, you know. Gary Chapman's The Five Love Languages, what, what, what's one of your love languages? I mean, you can jump on and take mm-hmm. a little quiz. Mm-hmm. So any of those kinds of questions really going to give you a goldmine of information. But I always encourage couples, when you're doing this sort of activity, you can't weaponize this type of a list. Yeah. Simply because Aaron asked me what you know, helps me to feel loved. I can't then go, now I demand that you do those things. I've given you the list. Why aren't you doing them? Mm. That's between her and the Lord if if she wants to do those things. It's not my job to make sure she's loving me then in those ways. Yeah, well, I so appreciate how you two uh, model authenticity and how you uh, model that safety as a couple. And if you're struggling to have those kinds of conversations, um, if you just can't get there, Uh, please know that we have a team of caring Christian counselors who can have a phone consultation with you. It's free, uh, maybe 20 minutes long, and they'll hear you out. They'll offer some insights and advice. They might point you to a resource, and certainly they can make a referral to somebody in your own area, uh, somebody nearby if you are seeking an ongoing counseling conversation. Uh, Our number is 800, the letter A, and the word family. Call us and ask to speak with one of our counselors. And we'll also have details in the show notes. Now, those counselors are provided uh, through the generosity of our listeners. So uh, we have a lot of folks that contribute to the ministry, and uh, that counseling team is one of the ways that Focus on the Family wants to support you uh, in your marriage and in your parenting journey, uh, in your walk with God. We do have resources that we'll point to as well. So join the support team and uh, request the resource that ties right into today's conversation, the book by Dr. Julie Slattery, God, Sex, and Your Marriage, which has so much information in it, such biblical insights and uh, a lot of Julie's heart. Uh, Request that book when you donate. The details are in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear from Ron Deal about challenges that blended families face. Uh, For now, on behalf of the Smallies and the entire team, thanks for joining us. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Smalley. And I'm Erin Smalley. Marriage is an amazing gift from God, but it can also be a challenge sometimes. That's right. We could all use a little guidance. And that's why we started our podcast, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We talk about things like recognizing conflict cycles, dealing with stress, and how to grow your love each day. Listen at crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to see you there.